Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/activecash. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd. Head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. What is going on, everybody? John Middlecoff, that's me, three and out. That's the podcast. I'm my guy, Colin Cowers, Podcast Network. We talk about football here. And mostly national, the National Football League, but we'll also talk about college football. You know, on Thursday, we always go over the game. And uh, I, I think it's safe to say we might have our MVP. I, I think we do have our MVP in Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. We'll dive into that. Maybe touch on the Jets a little bit, but I mean, what the hell are we going to say about the Jets? All these guys in baseball are getting enormous money, and I, you know, I, I'm comparing a little bit of baseball and football. I'll, I'll do that. The Heisman Trophies this weekend. Joe Burrow is the lock winner, uh, but I, I went over the last ten winners of the Heisman. It's my personal favorite award, but I think the way it translates to the NFL, and I think we've learned this over the years, but there have been some pretty famous players the last handful of years, and it's. Most guys don't live up to the hype. It's just it's just a simple reality. And then Sunday games, I'll go over every game, a couple minutes on each game. And then like I always, Middlecoff Mailbag, at John Middlecoff is my Instagram handle, same as my Twitter handle. The DMs are wide open. You slide right in it. And uh, I answer your questions here on the podcast. But let's start with Thursday Night Football. And the Ravens, who just dismantled, destroyed the Jets. I mean, the game was over in the first quarter. The game, the game was mostly a joke. The Jets were missing a bunch of guys. 
but the story of the game and really the story of the league in 2019, I'd say, I, I, I really don't even know what would be a close second. The emergence of Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers, but we'll see. I mean, hell, they might not even win the division. <laughs> you know, I the Ravens are 12-2. and two. They won the division again, and they have the MVP of the league. And every once in a while in the NFL, like usually, you know, we had a run there of guys like Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady winning MVPs. But what's cool is every once in a while you get the young player coming to the league and just take it by storm. And it's probably going to happen more and more given the rules. And Troy Aikman mentioned something on a pass that Sam Darnold threw, and he's like, back in my day, I don't know if I would have thrown that ball, the wide receiver might have got killed. Well, the, the the way that this game is officiated has changed. And the violence of these guys over the field has completely changed. It's why these quarterback numbers and the numbers we're seeing just throughout the league the last three or four years, see all these guys throwing for numbers that were unheard of in the 90s. And that's cool. I mean, I, I enjoy it. I have no problem with it. And Mahomes last year, 50 touchdowns. But it was just, you watched him, you knew, like, this guy is special. You watch Lamar Jackson and you go, this guy is just special. And he breaks Michael Vick's rushing record. And uh, Michael Vick did not play in an offense that was running the triple option. You know, it's just, it was a little different back in his day. But Lamar Jackson is, is a special, special athlete. And the questions on him being a passer were legitimate. He struggled with just basic layup passes. And he clearly has improved on that immensely. Even from last year, he went into the lab, he grinded, and he came back just a man on a mission. And this team, they started, I would say, a little slow. They started 2-2, two and two, and I remember watching that game against Kansas City where the final score was a lot closer than the actual game. The Chiefs kind of kicked their ass. But what is this, 10 straight wins since then? Uh, the hottest team in the NFL. They've beat everybody from the Patriots to the, to the 49ers. And Lamar Jackson just has another casual five-touchdown game. And it's watching Aaron Andrews interview him at the end of the game. It was his third five-touchdown game. I just really don't see any way. The only other guy in the discussion is Russell Wilson. Now, technically, his team could still win the West and get the one seed. But I, I, I just don't see how he supplants Lamar Jackson. When you factor in the rushing, the passing touchdowns, and just what he's meant to the league. You know, this was just his year. It really was. It's a little... Him and Mahomes have that Steph Curry feel four or five years ago when he won back-to-back MVPs when you're just like, bro, he owns this league. And last year, Mahomes owned the league. This year, Lamar Jackson just owns the league. He's box office whenever you turn him on. He's really fun to watch. Listen, I, I, I was not a fan of him coming out, mainly because I, I just don't like running quarterbacks. And I, I am still not, like, my, my tune hasn't changed on betting on this guy for the long haul. The difference is I, I, I probably should have looked at it like, just go all in for four or five years. Maybe you can win a couple Super Bowls because they're going to be, they're the AFC favorite right now for sure. Su- you could argue they're the Super Bowl favorite. Uh, they're definitely right in the mix. I mean, they're, they have as good a chance as any. So if they can win a couple Super Bowls, it was all worth it. Now, we can nitpick all we want about the Ravens. And, you know, the Ravens were the only team that knew. Yeah, well, they drafted their backup tight end before they drafted Lamar Jackson. So, did they really love him? Yeah, they loved him. But even they would have to admit they didn't see this coming. And that's okay. Sometimes you can draft a guy. 
even trade up to get him as they did after they had already selected a guy in the first round and really like a player and him still exceed your expectation. Look, look at the Dallas Mavericks. They love Luka Doncic. Do you think they knew that he might be the MVP of the league by his second year? Of course not. Even when you love a guy, like I mean love, love a guy, in a scouting room or a draft meeting, you're not getting up on the table and saying, this guy will be the MVP in his second year. That's just reckless. Everyone in the room would look at you like you're an idiot. You can love a guy to the max, and you're not going to say that comment. Why? Because in the history of sports, that's really, really rare. And that's what makes seasons like Lamar Jackson, like Patrick Mahomes, so special. Because even for the people that liked him, no one saw him winning the freaking MVP this year coming. Nobody. Even the biggest Lamar Jackson fans on Twitter. And that's okay. You know, that's okay. And when you hear him talk after games, and he just refuses to kind of pump out his chest... He refuses to say anything immature like Baker Mayfield. It, it, it really is refreshing. Because in a day and age when athletes, you know, in, in the NBA, they never shut up about how miserable they are. You know, you got guys like Baker Mayfield that's just like, oh my God, man, just stop talking. It's refreshing to see a guy like Lamar Jackson, who just is happy, who's balling, kicking everyone's ass, doing it with a smile on his face. And doesn't act like he's any better than any of his teammates or anyone else. And it has been it's been a learning experience for me, you know, just moving forward. I you know I didn't scout him in the sense of knowing his personality. I didn't necessarily hear anything bad, but unless you really and this is what makes scouting players in in any sport and I would say any human in any business so challenging is you can't really quantify... The stuff you could quantify with Lamar, even though he never ran the 40, we knew he was fast. We knew he had a good enough arm because in Louisville, he I mean, he can throw really far. His question was accuracy. He worked on it, and he went to a spot where he didn't go to the Cleveland Browns. He didn't go to the Oakland Raiders. You know, he didn't go to the Jacksonville Jaguars. He went to John freaking Harbaugh, a real organization, who then... You know, it took him a little while. Let's not forget. They started Joe Flacco countless games his rookie year. And then by the end of the season, they put him in. And then this offseason, they put all their chips in the middle of the table and they haven't looked back. All their chips in the middle of the table. They didn't just dip their toe into the water. They jumped into the deep end. And it's it's paid dividends like unlike anything I think I've ever seen before. You know, running this offense and doing it at this level. Like it's the Harbaugh-Kaepernick deal was a little different. Because Kaepernick, they just implemented something that Kaepernick was a master at from college. Like the pistol. The zone, like That's exactly what he ran in Nevada. That's the thing with Lamar Jackson. If you go back and watch what Bobby Petrino was doing, they weren't doing this. He was throwing the ball like in a no, pretty normal spread offense. It's remarkable how good he is with his mesh points. and it, I mean, it speaks to Greg Roman. speaks to their whole organization. It's, it's been fun to watch as someone that didn't believe. It's been it's been eye opening, and I, right now I they would be my favorites. But I, I still think they, they are going to host. You know, they're going to be the one seed. So Kansas City or New England would have to go in there. I, I don't think New England can beat them because they can't score with them. Kansas City kicked their ass early in the season. They, they would be the one team that I would say would have a chance to beat them. But you know, it, it, it sure looks like one of Harbaugh's better teams of his career. That, that, that's for damn sure, and uh, I, I think we just saw the MVP tonight. And then on the other end, the Jets are just bad. They were missing countless guys on defense. They, they couldn't 
you know, stop a nosebleed there for three quarters. It, it was a joke. I mean, they had stiff middle linebackers trying to carry Hollywood Brown. Now, part of that might just be the offense and Roman kind of shifting stuff, but it wasn't really a fair fight. Uh, on a positive note, you don't need to be Bill Walsh to realize, like, they got something there with Sam Darnold. They have something there. Now, does that mean he's going to become something? No. He's going to need help. And I, I know Colin talks about this all the time. You can't do this by yourself. This isn't, football's not Oklahoma City, Russell Westbrook. You get to score 40, get 20 rebounds and 20 assists every game and just hog the ball. Like in football, you need people to block for you. You need people to get open. There's a reason Le'Veon Bell had his highest rushing yardage of the season tonight. I think of like 85 yards. He hadn't had a game over 70 because no one can block. If the five guys blocking, you know, those guys that we call the offensive linemen, the two tackles, the two guards in the centers suck, you're not going to be very good at football. You're just, you're going to be terrible, especially in a division that has the Bills and the Patriots, then get after your ass. And then when you look at it, they don't exactly have Julio and DeAndre Hopkins on the outside. They, they have a long way to go, but they got something there in the quarterback that they just do. Now, is Adam Gase a legitimate coach? I, I always liked him. I'm starting to have second thoughts. Is Greg Roman a nut, or not Greg Roman, but Greg Williams a nut job and hit him Adam Gase don't even like each other? I don't know. They got some weird things going on there. But they have something in the quarterback. Now, a little bit like the Ravens, can you go all in and fix this guy? Protect him, get him weapons, do whatever it takes. Because your, your entire franchise depends on him playing well. Seen it with the Ravens. Put all their chips in on Lamar. Can you do that for Sam? And not just, oh, we'll get him Le'Veon Bell. Well, what if none of the five guys can block? So he's going to get killed. And what if you have no receivers? Now, I get they've had some injuries and... You know, the tight end got hurt, but still, man, that's the the Jets have a long, long way to go. And you saw a good team, even on a short week. God, they just toyed with them. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. They help you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Did you know 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites? LinkedIn's the only one I use. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N. That's linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. 
and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Vredestein tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Vredestein test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Okay, let's get into something that I saw that kind of sparked my interest, and any time that there are baseball or basketball free agents the NFL players always kind of get up in arms. Now, this year with baseball is usually different than the NBA because when the NBA guys get paid in the summer, the football guys are off. And when they see some of these players getting, you know, $150 million contracts that are average players like Tobias Harris or Andrew Wiggins, I I get it. Baseball, they're just in the meat of their season. They can't complain about it as much. But if I was an NFL player and I saw some of these guys getting $250, $300 million, I'd be mad too, but I I, want to dive into something, just the funny money in pro sports, and the NFL has a new CBA agreement, or I mean, potentially will have, yeah, they're going to have a new CBA agreement, I don't know when it's going to get done, we know the deadline is in two years, it it finishes this season and next season, so it has to be done going into that 2021 season, and you know, you talk to people in the league, they're confident that it gets done, actually people are very, very confident that it gets done. And as we saw last time, the one thing the NFL players did a poor job of fighting for was actual money. You know, they fought for things that just, you have to understand the owners don't give a shit about things even their coaches care about. Uh, No more double days? Cool. Done. Uh, You guys get uh, mandatory day off during the regular season? Done. Mandatory five days off by week? Done. You know? Uh, OTAs can only go three days, done. You know, they, they're just like, okay, give you this, give you this. We want the money. And that's why the the owners took such advantage of them. Though the major difference between, like definitely basketball, there's only 15 guys on a roster and only seven or eight are getting paid. In football, you have 53-man roster. So they're not apples to apples. But clearly football, with the NBA ratings, I'm sure you've seen stuff on the internet. The ratings are in the tank. Uh, people are not watching the sport. Baseball's become very regionalized, and football's just booming. So that they should fight for more money, more health care, the, the things that really matter. But when you see that Garrett Cole gets $325 million, and people are like, oh, football, you got Aaron Rodgers is worth that. Think about this. Garrett Cole, he was drafted twice because he was drafted out of high school, and then he was drafted again out of UCLA. You know what year he was drafted in? 2011. 2011. 
So for every Garrett Cole, there are a ton of guys that get drafted highly that you never see, that never sniff free agency because they get wiped out of baseball. The good thing about football and even basketball in this sense, the moment you get drafted, your clock starts. You know who's going to sign a huge free agency? You know, he's not technically a free agent, but he's going to get a big extension this offseason. George Kittle. You know what year George Kittle was, uh, was drafted? 2017. So in baseball, for as great as it is, Garrett Cole, who's a great player, and clearly the Yankees, quote-unquote, might overpay a little bit, and who in their right mind would like to give a 29-year-old, you know, a nine-year deal worth that much? It is crazy, but I get it. actually admire the Yankees for doing it. But in 2011, he didn't come up to the big leagues till like late in 2013. So the way that baseball works to, you know, get your clock started when you come up having to go through the minor leagues, we talked about this last year with Kyler Murray. The reason Kyler Murray told Billy Bean and those guys to kick rocks was one, because it's way cooler to be an NFL quarterback than it is to ride minor league buses. But one, you get way, he was the number one overall draft pick. His contract was massive. In Major League Baseball, he was the ninth pick. He made like, I think it was like $9 million. The equivalent of what the year before that Lamar Jackson made, I think, at the thir- as the 32nd pick in football. And also, if Kyler Murray just keeps playing well, he's going to get paid again in three or four years. In baseball, if Kyler Murray, let's say, had become a, a borderline all-star, it would take him two, maybe three years just to get up to the big leagues. And let's say that's 2022. And then a six-year clock. Like, baseball has their own issues. And it is such a small percentage of guys that actually get paid. Now, obviously, we see the huge numbers. And it's really cool. You read about Scott Boris, who is signed, like, as of recording of this. The last I saw, the number of contracts he signed was approaching $850 million. And it just around Twitter, they said he gets like 5%. You know, I'm no math major, but that's about $40 million off signing the contracts. And he never has to take an at-bat or throw a pitch. Pretty good gig if you can get it. But this notion that the NFL players are getting screwed, yeah, they make way less money, you know, relative to a lot of the top guys in the other sports. But the sport is much different. The injury risk in the NFL... Financially, it would break the model if you had fully guarantees. It just just would not work. Now, the players need to fight for more guaranteed money. But when you're talking about the number of players, it is a little more complicated. We do need to acknowledge that. And we also need to acknowledge they got a pretty good system. The moment you're drafted, boom, you're in the show. Boom, your clock has started. And if you're not a first-round pick, which, let's face it, the majority of guys aren't. There are only 32 of them a year. You're in a four-year deal. So if you're good, like a George Kittle, like Richard Sherman was, like a lot of the mid, Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott, even Dak Prescott, who's had to wait it out a little bit, he's waiting it out because he's been asking for like $40 million a year. He is going to get paid. He's going to get a lot of money. And he didn't have to wait that long. He had to wait four years. It's Again, I think sometimes we need to look at the logistics of the way the leagues are set up and realize, you know what, the football players don't have it that bad. Now, are any football players in the near future going to get a guaranteed deal of $325 million? No, of course not. Could you make the argument that Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Mahomes, those type guys should make that? Sure, 100%. I'd have no problem giving that. Uh, and I don't think some owners would if it was a free market. You know, if Jerry Jones could get his hands on Mahomes and there was no salary cap, what type of contract would he give him? 
something like that, uh, of course. But that's just not really the way it works. And they also benefit is they get paid more off the bat because if you're a top 10 pick in football, you're still getting 20, you know, 18 to $20 million of a fully guaranteed deal. And you never have to spend any time in the minor leagues. So when, when you see these big contracts, I would say applaud Scott Boris because that guy is a killer. But also realize that these guys have to put in so much freaking time before they ever sniff free agency. Madison Bumgarner pitched in the 2010, let me repeat, 2010 World Series. He is currently a free agent now, 10 years later. Now granted, he did sign this extension that bought out a year of his free agency that was stupid on his part. But still, like that's, you know, let's not act like baseball is perfect and everyone's getting paid because that's just not the case. The top 1% in baseball get enormous money. A lot of guys get paid in football. I just look at the two teams in my backyard, the Raiders and the 49ers. There are a ton of guys on the teams making millions of dollars that only had to wait three, at most four years to get to their contracts, to get to their extensions, to hit free agency. It's, it's, I know we love to act like the football players really get screwed, but take a step back, take a deep breath, and realize, you know, they got it pretty good too. Okay, let's get into the Heisman Trophy, which is probably my personal favorite award of all the awards. Uh, Gold gloves, NFL MVP, basketball MVP. I think the Heisman is just my personal favorite. That night's really cool. But I was thinking, really, this week, because it's... It's inevitable. Like this is this is one of the great Heisman runaways, really probably in recent memory, which Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is going to win the Heisman Trophy. I don't even the first LSU guy to do it since like I don't know, like fifty years or whatever. Long time. My number could be off. I don't even know if that's true, but clearly in my lifetime I don't remember an LSU guy winning it. But regardless, I, I just think when you look at the Heisman Trophy. When I was growing up, you always thought Heisman Trophy, dude was going to get, dude was going to win it, was then going to be a really high draft pick, and was going to become a really good NFL player. And as we've seen, you know, probably over the last 20 years, that's not the case. For a lot of these guys, this moment, and really potentially like for Burrow, these next couple games might be his greatest achievement. And I was thinking about this. Like, think about the two Fox shows. Fox has a NFL pregame show. On their NFL pregame show, they have Howie Long, NFL Hall of Famer, Terry Bradshaw, four Super Bowls, Jimmy Johnson, multiple Super Bowls, Michael Strahan, Hall of Famer, Tony Gonzalez on it, Hall of Famer. Like, just think about the guys they have. Think about the college show. It's Urban Meyer, obviously one of the great coaches ever. And then they have three guys that I grew up, I, I mean, I was in college, I'm the same age as basically all three of them. And they were three of the best, definitely two. I mean, Liner and Reggie were, Reggie to me is the best college player I've ever seen. He was just an unstoppable force. Liner was dominant and Brady Quinn was damn good too. All those guys, you know, Brady Quinn and Liner were first round NFL picks. They're busts. When you think about Brady Quinn, you don't think about the NFL. You think about Notre Dame. When I think Matt Liner, I think scoring against Notre Dame or some of the throws, the throw he made on the play before. I think about college. I think about USC. Reggie Bush, sneaky underrated NFL career. But when you think Reggie Bush, you think USC. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like if you, some, if your best moments in life are going to come at USC, Alabama, LSU, Texas, 
you know, life could be worse. But when you look at this award that Joe Burrow is going to win, there's a decent chance, more than likely, he's going to be like Brady Quinn, you know, or Matt Leiner. Just the odds would say more likely than he's going to be Peyton Manning or Tom Brady. And I know that they kept comparing him to Tom Brady the other day on the SEC Championship, which is absurd. But Joe Burrow, to me, and I've watched him three or four times this year, has been unreal. He is fantastic. I think he's like a better version of like the Chiefs' Alex Smith. He's really accurate. He does not have a great arm. Really good athlete. I saw Daniel Jeremiah tweet one of the best pocket quarterbacks, or maybe the best pocket quarterback he's ever evaluated. So he's got things that are going to translate. He should be a good NFL player. But we've also seen where you go, you are dependent on the offense you run, the coaching staff you go to. As Carson Palmer, who's been on this podcast before, be wary of that franchise called the Cincinnati Bengals. So could he pull an Elway? Could he pull an Eli? I'd recommend it. But when you look, let's just look at the last nine winners. Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield, Lamar Jackson, Derrick Henry, Mariota, Jameis Winston, Johnny Menzel, RG3, Cam Newton. I would say of the guys that did not have a better NFL career than they had a college career, Cam won a national championship in college and was a one-and-done, like a one-year wonder, because remember, he got kicked out of Florida, transferred to the JC, then he was supposed to go to Mississippi State, but then Cecil Newton got that big old bag, I think about $275,000 worth, and built that church. You know, Jesus doesn't judge. And uh, Cam Newton had a better NFL career, and his one year at Auburn was incredible. But he has been he was a star. Like, that's a home run pick. RG3, you could argue what could have been if he didn't get hurt, but it's clear his collegiate career trumps his NFL career. He's now a backup. Johnny Menzel, not even close. Royal bust. A lot of it off the field, but what his skills have translated, I always thought, I remember his rookie year, he tried, they were playing the Carolina Panthers as he started late in that season. And he tried to run, I think it was a Thursday night game. He tried to run away from Luke Keekley. Luke Keekley caught him so fast, your head spun. It was like, oh my God, Johnny was screwed. Jameis Winston, a little bit of a polarizing guy, but you would probably lean college. He won a national championship in college and he won the equivalent of the MVP of their sport. His career has been very, very underwhelming. Mariota got benched in year five, so I would pick college. Derrick Henry, another fascinating one because he won national championships at Alabama, was elite at Alabama, but these last two years, he's turned into a damn good player and is being franchised right now. Kind of an interesting guy to you know argue. Lamar Jackson, <laughs> what's crazy is Lamar won it as a sophomore. Uh, his story is yet to be written, but it looks to be pretty promising. Uh, he'll, he actually, unlike these other guys that played at Alabama, Oregon, Florida State, Texas A&M, I guess Baylor, you know, and Auburn, that Louisville honestly doesn't even feel like a Power 5 program. I know it technically is, but he's going to be a way bigger star in the NFL. So I'd say Lamar and Cam trumped, you know, so far in their NFL career and their college careers were big time. Baker and Kyler, jury's out. I would say more than likely, if you were a betting man right now, Baker's career at Oklahoma, the three years starting there, multiple playoff appearances in the Heisman Trophy, it sure as hell doesn't look like he is going to do any better in the pros. Kyler, who actually, listen, I've been saying over and over, he's a really talented guy, and he was only a one-year wonder there, and they didn't make the playoffs. But that one year at Oklahoma was pretty special, but it does feel like he'll be a second contract guy. I think my overall point here is this. 
that winning this award, which is really, really cool, and you're, you're up there and the guy's behind you like Eddie George. For every Eddie George, there's a Sam Bradford. You know, there are guys that make a lot of money but have very, very, and Matt Liners, and that have underwhelming NFL careers given the standard in which they left their program. And I, I don't really have some hot take final statement on this. It, it just really is a fascinating award because everyone that wins it, just like the guys that I've listed, I mean, the only non-first-round pick in that group was Derrick Henry, who went in the second round. Every other guy, Kyler won overall, Baker won overall, Lamar first round, Mariota two overall, Jameis one overall, Johnny uh, in the 20s, RG3 second overall, Cam one overall. That's part of the craziness about this award is typically guys go really high, especially quarterbacks, right? So Joe Burrow's going to win this award, and what's he going to be come the draft time? He's going to go number one overall. When you carry that in with you to the NFL, I, I, I do think there, and I'd be fascinated to ask some of these guys, if there's an added pressure uh, of carrying that into the NFL. Because you're not just a number one overall pick. You can't be any more famous as a collegiate player. You win this award, that means two things. One, you're dominating. And two, you're on a really good team. So you're on a team that's more than likely going to the playoffs or in the playoff mix and you're the most famous guy in college. It's going to be very, very difficult for Joe Burrow. I guess that's my ultimate statement here. It's going to be very, very difficult for Joe Burrow, despite having one of the greatest seasons at LSU. And if they go on to win the national championship, one day he'll get a statue outside of the, of the football stadium at LSU. And more than likely, that's going to be the highlight of his career. And at the end of the day, there's nothing really wrong with that. Because even if he is an NFL bust, he'll be the number one overall pick and bank a bunch of money. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on-and-off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of BF Goodrich tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their BF Goodrich test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. 
Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Okay, let's dive into the weekend's games because it's what we do here on the uh, Friday show. Sunday's games, Tampa at Detroit. The Lions getting three and a half at home. The Lions are a disaster. An absolute disaster. To me, the only question now, does Patricia and the GM Quinn make it? Uh, The GM traded a safety to the Seattle Seahawks, who's become one of their best players on a team that's 10 and 3. Every time I look up, Diggs has a pick or makes a big hit. Like, he's sweet. You traded him in the middle of the season? You guys stink. Uh, Tampa, you got to give Bruce Aries some credit. Jameis might throw a lot of picks, and he might be the uh, first 30-30 guy since Barry Bonds. But uh, actually, that's baseball. You know what I mean. 30 picks, 30 touchdowns. Uh, just an unheard of feat. And I don't know if he'll get there. Actually, I don't even know if he's going to play this week. I know when the media came in to watch Tampa's practice this week, he was throwing a tennis ball. I think his thumbs messed up. But I like Tampa to win. Mike Evans, who's out with a hamstring injury, uh, they should still have enough offense. The Lions quit. They just stink. They're just not very good. The Eagles, you know, I, I don't ever remember a game this late in the season. They came in with three wide, active wide receivers on that Monday night game. They ended the game with one. They lost Lane Johnson. I mean, dudes were dropping like flies. But when, when you're playing the Washington Redskins, you're going to win. And Bruce Allen hopefully will surely be fired at the end of the season. And Dan Snyder just goes on a, a big purge with his football team. Because right now, a lot of people say the Bengals are the worst team. I put the Redskins right there. Bears at the Packers. This is a big boy game. Because Green Bay is crazy as it sounds. They control their own destiny for a home field bye. I guess it doesn't sound that crazy because they've won a lot of games. But I think for the eye test, they've been pretty hit or miss and mostly miss, for especially the last month. Their offense hasn't been that good. When they The last good team they played, they got destroyed by the Niners. They didn't really play a good first half against the Giants. They didn't play very well last week against the Redskins. Uh, the Bears, you know, is Mitch Trubisky just getting hot? Or is he going to come back to earth? What are they going to do this offseason with his fifth-year option? I thought under no circumstances they could pick up Trubisky's fifth-year option. But then he starts playing well. You win this game. You maybe beat Minnesota. You get to 9-7. and seven, It becomes a little harder to turn that thing down. This game's huge. I, I lean the Packers, but 
I don't know. The Bears have looked like a new team these last couple weeks. So, you know, I'm rooting for the Bears, but I, I it would be a pretty big upset. I know it's only four points, but in Lambeau, this is a big boy game for the Packers. Pass at the Bengals. We're on to Cincinnati, as Belichick would say. I highly recommend it, watching that Saban Belichick documentary on HBO. It's just, it's just freaking awesome. But, you know, the Bengals, I don't even know what to say. If the Pats can't get right against the Bengals, they're a 10-point underdog. Or Yeah, the Bengals are a 10-point underdog at home. The Pats, they might be one and done in the playoffs. This is the type of game that they usually win by about 25-30. Now, are they going to be able to score? If you can't score against the Bengals, who are you scoring against? Tennessee uh, hosting the Texans. This is one of the more uh, impactful games playoff-wise on the docket this week. Two 8-5 and five teams. They have not played each other. They play each other two of the last three weeks. Uh, the same exact record. This game, this game's huge. You know, I, I feel like I know more about the Tennessee Titans. They love to run Derrick Henry right down your throat. They got Ryan Tannehill that will make some plays. And they got a solid defense. And Vrabel's got a sweet mustache. When I when I see the Texans, I, I have no clue who I'm going to get. Am I going to get the team that beat the living crap out of the Patriots, you know, a couple weeks ago on Sunday Night Football? Or am I getting the team that Drew Locke looked like John Elway against? I, You have no clue. I, there's no team that I would feel less certain betting on than the Houston Texans. This game's in Tennessee. I would lean the Titans. But th- this is one of those teams that if you told me the Texans win by 10 points, I'm not going to be shocked. But this is a game that, I know this, I'm going to be pretty locked in on. I, I can't wait to watch. I can't wait to see who wins this thing. Hopefully I get it here in the Bay Area. Seattle at Carolina. As someone in the league texted me this week, I'm like, you think any chance Carolina can knock off Seattle, help out the Niners a little bit? And they're like, no, Carolina stinks. You know, they fired Rivera. They put Perry Fuel as the interim coach. They made North Turner's kid the play caller. They were down 33-13 to to a bad Atlanta Falcons team last week. McCaffrey has kind of come back to earth these last month. You know, Kyle Allen is turning out to be Kyle Allen. Here's the thing, though. Seattle looked terrible the other uh, Sunday night football against the L.A. Rams. I mean, they looked like they were just going to mail in the game, which you go, okay, you get a mail-in game a year. But when your next game is 3,000 miles on the road, they lost... I've been hard on this guy, Rashad Penny, the, their backup running back from San Diego State, but he looked really good the last three or four weeks. He tore his ACL. That's that's a pretty big loss from him in the sense that, man, they really got to ride Chris Carson now. You would think Russell Wilson, Pete Carroll going on the road, Carolina, six-and-a-half-point favorites. Kind of like Carolina plus six-and-a-half, but you know, I'd probably recommend stay away. Denver at Kansas City. Kansas City, you know, is starting to have the makings of becoming the hottest team in the league. Uh, Tough place to play in December. I I can't imagine they've lost many games at Arrowhead the last three or four years under Coach Reed in the month of December. Denver's one of the weird teams. We've been saying it all year. They're much better than their record looks. And now Drew Locke, I honestly haven't really watched much of that game besides some highlights, but his stats were incredible. Now, he played the Texans and they mailed it in. This is a little bit different of a beast going on. It's always hard for rookie quarterbacks on the road against, you know, the best team in his division in a hostile environment. Their, you know, their defense has got been a lot better. Chris Jones looks awesome. Frank Clark looks healthy. I, I would expect Kansas City to win this game, but ten points. 
it would be hard, even the, even the plus 10 for Denver with a rookie quarterback. That'd be a pretty risky bet. I'd probably just recommend a stay away. Miami at the Giants, my only response is gross. Uh, I I appreciate Brian Flores. He's coaching those guys. They're playing hard. Pat Shermer, I, I, you can't pay me to watch this team. Uh, and especially if Eli Manning's going to play, you can't move. Great story. I root for Eli, the person, but I just I don't want to watch him play football. That's just... I feel for you. You know, I, I tweeted it during the Jets game. Beside the Yankees, I, I am so tired of these New York teams. The Giants, the Jets, the Mets, the Knicks. God, I, I can't take it anymore. I get they're the biggest media market in America. But we're just tired of watching your crappy teams from New York. I, I, I think I speak for everyone that doesn't live in New York City. Stop making us watch New York teams, unless they're the Yankees. Now with Garrett Cole, Aaron Judge... In that crew. But unless it's the Yankees, I don't want to watch you. I just don't. Take your crappy teams, put them on a different channel. Or just give us someone else to watch. Uh, the Bills at the Steelers. I actually listed this game because I, I used the site I got it off of was before they flexed it. And I think this is the Sunday night game. This game's huge. The Steelers are 8-5. and five, The Bills are 9-4. and four. Uh, let's start with the Bills. I mean, Josh Allen's got to play better than he did last week. If he's going to beat good teams, and the Steelers, I, I don't know if they're a good team because their offense is still very hit or miss, even with Duck Hodges, but their defense is good. So Josh Allen, if he's going to beat a good defense, he couldn't beat the Patriots, he couldn't beat the Ravens, he's going to have to complete some passes, pass 15 yards, not overthrow guys by 30 feet. And when you only get so many deep balls and when I say deep balls, I don't mean like 50-yard bombs. I, I just mean deep outs, uh, deep ins, deep crossers in the NFL that are open. You have to hit them. And I have zero faith. I, I'm rooting for this guy. I, I really am. But geez Louise, he, he's got to start completing some passes when guys are open. Or he's going to lose this game. Duck Hodges riding the wave. They're at home. The defense is good. Steelers minus one and a half. This is a tough game to bet. I, it really is. I, I just... I like Sean McDermott and how tough his team is. I, I just have little faith that Josh Allen can go on the road against a really good defense and get a win. Jacksonville at the Oakland Raiders. The last, we think it's the last because we never know with Mark Davis and his stadium could always get delayed. But I'll assume it's the last game ever at the Coliseum. The biggest dump stadium you'll ever find. But it's had some historic moments. Not necessarily these last 25 years because I saw someone tweet, only the Cleveland Browns have made the playoffs less since 1995, the year the Raiders moved back to Oakland. So since the Raiders have moved back to Oakland, over the 25 years they've been here, they have provided us with just shitty football. I mean, there's no way around it. A little bit of a slap in the face by the NFL. It's very telling. They're like, okay, Oakland, your last game in the history of the Oakland Coliseum is the Jacksonville Jaguars. If that's not one big middle finger to the fans, I don't know what is. Uh, the Raiders were terrible, but there's a chance Jacksonville is even worse. I think their point differential is way worse. Foles has been a disaster. They're now with Minshew. The The biggest issue, though, has been their defense. You you talk about a group that has quit every time I look up. I, I mean, I maybe I'm holding on to the past, but I remember a couple years ago when their defense was really good. Now I just see guys half-assing it, huge holes, no one tackling. How did they, they still, I get they traded Jalen Ramsey, but they still have a lot of good players. How are they so bad? I don't get it. I, I don't know whose defense is worse in this game. I mean, Jacksonville technically has better players, but at least the Raiders are semi-try. Uh, just just a terrible game. Feel for the Raider fans that they got to watch their team leave. 
against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Man, Browns at the Cardinals. Uh, you know, I'm I'm Baker Mayfield, and Odell Beckham doubt. But I, I would imagine that these guys, you know, Odell Beckham's on his last couple games in Cleveland. Baker Mayfield's just been a disaster. Freddie Kitchens, an, a fellow disaster. The franchise is in shambles. Uh, and they're going to play the Cardinals, who are not very good. Their defense isn't very good. Last week, Kyler Murray playing the Steelers, you know, a pretty good defense. Every time he got touched, he was going down. Balls were flying all over the, the map. Whenever I flipped up my eyes, I had him on TV number two. My question is, like, Cliff Kingsbury made that much progress? Because clearly Kyler can do some stuff. He's an explosive little player. But their defense is awful. Uh, is Vance Joseph going to be their defensive coordinator next year? Or is he going to be a one-and-done defensive coordinator next year? You know, I, I got just as many questions as I do about the Cardinals as I do against the, about the Browns. Are they just going to roll back Steve Kime and just, you know, roll out the ball again in 2020 and just hope it gets better? I don't see why necessarily it would. Atlanta at the 49ers. You know, Atlanta, one of the worst teams in the league till about four weeks ago. They've actually, I think, won three of their last four games. The Niners, you know, 11-2. Second best record, I guess, Ravens technically have more wins, but best record in the NFC. Jimmy's really come on. Kyle's really hit this thing into overdrive. They sneaky have a ton of injuries. They lost their starting center against the Saints. Richard Sherman pulled a hamstring. He's not going to play. Kwaski Tart, their starting safety, has broken ribs. D. Ford pulled his hamstring again. He's out to the playoffs. They just, they're losing body after body after body after body. It's just pretty insane. Now, the Falcons put Calvin Ridley on IR. They have obviously traded Mohamed Sanu. Uh, I think Trufant is also out this week. But 11 points is a lot for the Niners, who are missing a ton of points. You know, just played in an absolute bloodbath of a game. Got to be semi-exhausted. It's been a long season. The other thing, the Niners, their bye was week three. So they've just been playing week after week after week. You know, I I would expect the Niners to win, but don't be shocked if this game's a little closer than you think. Rams at the Cowboys. This one's tough. Like, are the Rams really as good as they've been the last couple weeks? Because we saw in the previous two weeks, they were terrible. Their offense had sputtered. They, they just look like a shell of themselves. Their defense was giving up points. But then they play the Cardinals, and Jared throws for 300 yards in the first half. Then they play the Seattle Seahawks, and they pretty much kick their ass. The Cowboys, who have lost three straight games, feels like they've quit on their coach. But are they just going to lay an egg to the Rams in Dallas? This game this game's weird to even project, you know? I, I guess I would say Dallas is going to put up somewhat of a fight. But you could counter me and be like, John, why would you say that? Cowboys have put up no fight the last several weeks. I mean, the last last week on Thursday Night Football against the Bears, I don't want to use the word quit, but it was the effort was below average. That's for sure. And then the other thing is with Dallas, if Dak is not playing well in their passing game and Amari's limping around, that's a problem. Part you know parts of the season when they've played well, they were a really really explosive offense, and and Amari Cooper was having a career year. And he still is having a career year, but if he's gimping around, they are not the same. So I, I, I don't know. I mean, I would, I would lean the Rams. I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing Dallas win. That's the Rams aren't totally dead either for the playoffs. They need Minnesota to drop a couple, but they're eight and five. You know, if they can, if they just keep looking like they've looked the last couple weeks, I mean, who knows? We've seen crazier. 
The Vikings at the Chargers. This is another one of those games. Like, who are the Chargers? I thought the Chargers were awful. Absolutely god-awful. At one point, they're 4-8. and eight. They're losing the Raiders. You're just like, what is your deal? And then you come back, and I get you're playing the Jaguars, but you you put up all these points in the first half. Phillip Rivers throws four touchdowns. You know, the, the, the video that went viral of him yelling at Nimdokwe about the 90-yard touchdown. Were they the team that where he's just going to throw a bunch of picks on like Thursday or Monday night football? You, the Chargers are... The, the one thing you typically know about them, they're going to be in a tight game in the fourth quarter. But every once in a while, they'll have blowouts. Sometimes they'll get blown out, and sometimes they blow out the team. The One of the most bizarre, having just lived on the West Coast and seen a lot of Charger games over the last six, seven years, one of the more bizarre squads I've just... The same thing happens over and over. But here's the thing. They have a ton of talent. that They really do. From Keenan Allen to Mike Williams, even to Rivers, to the pass rushers, to Derwin James coming back, to Casey Hayward. I mean, they, they got so many good players. They, they have no excuse to win. You know, if their final record ends up being 6-10, and 10, that's an embarrassment. It, it really is. And the question with them, like, is, is Anthony Lynn going to get fired? And the Minnesota Vikings, they have a lot to play for. Now, they would know by the time this game tips off. I guess it's not a tip-off. That's the NBA. Uh, this game kicks off. If my uh, my writing this down correctly, it's in the afternoon that they would know if the Packers had won or lost. And, uh, and yeah, so maybe that motivates them a little bit. But I, I'd expect the Vikings to win this game. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Vredestein tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Vredestein test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, 
I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Okay, let's go Middlecoff Mailbag. At John Middlecoff, Instagram handle. I'll bang them out quick today. Because it's Friday. And I know you want to get on to the weekend. But you may be listening to this on Saturday, so your weekend's already here. Indy has to give up whatever it takes to move up in the draft to get a quarterback, right? If not, they'll surely fall into 8-8 eight and eight purgatory for years. Well, I think next year, if they can work on this offseason on getting more explosive talent on offense, get another wide receiver to go with T.Y., add another tight end. I mean, Eric Ebron, it's kind of weird the way, I'm sure if you're a Colts fan, you followed this closer than I have, but you know, Frank Reich kind of called out Eric Ebron, thought that he could have played, and then Ebron said that he knew he was hurt, and then he got season-ending surgery. Like, Ebron being really good, remember two years ago, is a big deal for them. So if Ebron's average and is always hurt and now and Mac was out, their offense is going to suck. They need to get explosive players on offense. Now, this is a really good wide receiver draft, but say out loud, does Chris Ballard feel like a guy that's going to take a wide receiver in the first round? Not really. So that that's where it gets a little dicey. I They just, they just need to find a way. Trade for Odell Beckham, it doesn't really feel feel like a uh, Chris Ballard move either, but they need to get more explosive players on offense. And then in two years to me, then you can make a move for a quarterback if if you can't make more strides with better players on offense. With so many running backs being spent before their first contract is up and paying the big money to resign them is a bad move, Todd Gurley, David Johnson. Do you think rookie pay scales should be lifted in recognition of the shorter shelf life of guys that play that position, a good running back can make an impact as a rookie, but can't last it all long. Frank Gore and Adrian uh, Peterson being except exceptions. The problem is, I hear you. So let's say, let's say if you're a running back and you're drafted in the first 75 picks, your contract is double. Well, what happens for every guy that's good? You know, like a Christian McCaffrey or a Derrick Henry or just... You know, like most of the good, Alvin Kamara. What about the guys that aren't? Like Sony Michelle. Uh, I'm sure you guys can think of other guys that are just kind of average. Rashad Penny wasn't very good the first couple years until he tore his ACL. I'm just trying to think. Melvin Gordon wasn't really good the first two years. So I, I, I don't know how you do that. I, I totally understand what you're saying. But I just, some guys are good, but what about the guys that aren't? What about your second or third round bus? They just get paid more, even though they suck. That, that's where I think it would get complicated. So it's one of those things that sounds good in theory, 
and I think there's some merit behind what you're saying. I just think it's impossible to actually execute. Hey, John, love the pod. I'm a huge Bills fan. Why is everyone trashing Josh Allen after the Ravens game? Obviously, he wasn't great, but his numbers and passer rating are on par with other quarterbacks facing the Ravens since week four. Wilson, Brady, Jimmy G, Watson, Goff, all the terrible games against them. Bills score 17 points. We're a last-second pass breakup, tying the game. Is it just people looking for affirmation of what they thought when he was drafted? Look at the elite talent and the Ravens have shut down compared to Josh. Also, he was sacked six times and constantly under pressure. My, my issue with that game for him, it was was when he had guys open down the sideline. He's not even close. That, that, that was my issue. We're just kind of layup passes. I wouldn't even layup passes were kind of strong, but just passes that a guy that's drafted in the top ten that's going to be your franchise quarterback has to start making. You know, in terms of toughness, in terms of getting sacked, like yeah, I'm not I'm not putting that on him, and I actually don't put on him that their their weapons aren't great. But part of their weapons not being great and getting a bunch of little guys, like you can't surround him with a bunch of five, ten, five, eleven wide receivers. You need to get some like Julio Jones type guys, and I don't obviously Julio Jones, but I just mean big players or guys that are going to go up and catch the ball, like Devontae Adams. Juju was like that. So when they when they draft a guy here in the second or third round in this upcoming draft, you need to get guys with ball skills that you can throw it anywhere and they can make the catch. That that to me is who Josh Allen needs. Like Anquan Bolden, Crabtree, those type wide receivers. I, I don't want little slot guys. I, I need versatile big weapons. Got a fantasy question for you. Who do you think playing McCole Hardman or a Brown... Or A.J. Brown over Odell Beckham Jr. And what do you think Bell's matchup this week? Not great spelling here. I, I would say I would keep riding Hardeman and A.J. Brown over Odell Beckham Jr. I think Odell Beckham Jr. is just a fantasy disaster. And I'm not even some fantasy master. But I would not touch Odell Beckham Jr. and his injury and Baker Mayfield with a 10-foot pole. I'd like to hear your opinion on Lane Kiffin. Not sure if he's the best coach Ole Miss has ever hired. But he's definitely the biggest name. I know Colin has said that half the SEC coaches are glorified gym coaches. What effect, if any, will Kiffin have? And will this be a good move by Ole Miss? Also love to hear your insight and who you think why USC has failed. Well, I, I watched Lane Kiffin's press conference at Ole Miss the other night. I was bored and I was like, I want to check this out. He sounded like a new human. And I, I say this all the time about Chip Kelly. Like, why is, why is Chip Kelly never been humbled? Because he's never failed. Because every time he gets fired, he gets a new job immediately. The Eagles make him pack up his shit, and Jed York hires him three weeks later. He's a disaster for the 49ers. A year later, UCLA and Florida are lining up the Brinks trucks. It's like, when has he ever had to kind of swallow his pride and look in the mirror and be a little introspective and go, you know what, I need to change. Now, Lane Kiffin has always had good jobs, but when he left Alabama as the offensive coordinator, and I don't know if he just left on his own, like it was getting a little ugly, and part of it was, from what I've been told, is that, remember, Ed Ogeron was trying to hire Lane Kiffin as OC. And under Lane, under Nick Saban's dead body, was he going to allow Jimmy Sexton to have Lane Kiffin go to Ed Ogeron? And I don't blame him. Like, Nick saved Lane's career. So he went to FAU and became a head coach. Well, Lane's openly talked about FAU. I, I'm not getting five and four stars. I'm getting no stars. And they won double-digit games twice. And you just listen to him. He, he just sounds like a more mature person. And listen, I, I, 
I say it all the time. I'm a guy. I think the majority of my listeners are men. We mature a little later. And when you're when you're him, you're a famous guy. Then you get really rich. That I, I understand why he got a little crazy. And you know, some people mature at 39, 40. It just. I think he's going to do a really good job. He knows the SEC. He appreciates the SEC. He knows that division. He understands recruiting in the South. He's obviously now worked in the South for a long, long time. He's a good recruiter to begin with. And let's call it what it is. Ole Miss ain't afraid to push the envelope. You know, the Mississippi schools, they've been known to, you know, have some brown bags behind them. And, you know, Lane's at Alabama, USC, he knows the deal. I think it's going to come down to can Lane coach. He's going to get players. Can he coach toe-to-toe with Kirby Smart, Jimbo Fisher, whoever the hell's on Ed Ogeron's staff? Because, in a, I mean, I don't know how much longer Nick Saban's going to coach. You know, obviously next year he won't have the team to compete with Alabama and the LSUs, but maybe in two, three years he'll get a bunch of talent in there. I, I think it's a really good hire. And when it comes to SC... I think I saw one of the guys I follow on Twitter, Inside Troy, Ryan Abrams, the top 25 players in the state of California, actually might be in Southern California. USC doesn't have one of them. That's that's unacceptable. You know, USC used to be like Alabama. What You know what they tell you at Alabama? We choose them. They don't choose us. It's recruiting, when you're at Alabama or you're at Ohio State or... I would say, like, wherever Urban's been at Florida or, or when he was at Ohio State, uh, you know, what might just be that at those handful of schools. What Pete Carroll had at USC, they're choosing who they want. It's like the draft. They, you don't choose them. There may be one or two players that you're truly competing. He might go to USC or Alabama. But Nick Saban's getting the pick of the litter. Where, you know, even at at Ole Miss – A&M, you know, even at Oklahoma, you got to compete a little bit. At Alabama, they're picking. There's a reason they get five or six first-rounders every year. Now, part of it's development. I'm not trying to diminish what Saban – it's actually a compliment to what Saban's built. But USC is the opposite. They're now competing for people. Really, the the only program on the West Coast that's, like, operating like an Alabama or Ohio State right now is Oregon. And they are recruiting their ass off. I'm not a Niners fan, but I'm curious to how far you think they can go. They're stacked on defense and have a great coaching and scheme, but if another playoff team, aren't I going into a game thinking I have the better quarterback almost every instance, or is it a team just as good and it won't matter? I would say, okay, let's look at the NFC. If you're playing the Packers, they would think that. If you're playing Seattle, they would think that. If you're playing the New Orleans Saints, they would think that. But if the Niners play the... Let's say they lose to Seattle in Week 17, and they're the five seed. The Niners will feel Jimmy's better than Dak. And then if the Niners play the Vikings, they would feel they have the better quarterback. But yeah, I mean, part of playing in the NFC is you got Drew Brees, Hall of Famer, Aaron Rodgers, Hall of Famer, and Russell Wilson, Hall of Famer. So yeah, I mean, it's... That's where the Niners... They're not as dependent on Jimmy this year. And when Jimmy plays well, they're unstoppable. They play, they score 48 points. When Jimmy doesn't, usually their defense steps up. Now, like I said earlier, they're missing a lot of players. Sherman's out, DeFord's out, uh, their nickel corner's out, Tart, their starting safety's out, their starting center's out for the season. They've overcome a lot of injuries this year. I just don't know if you can sustain it. It's just difficult. Why won't the Eagles sign any wide receivers they desperately need? Even besides A.B.? 
And who is the best wide receiver they should go after in the draft? I'm thinking Ruggs the third. Well, who are the wide receivers they can sign? It's December 12th. Like, what are you going to do? Call Des Bryant? I like. There's no one to sign. I mean, Antonio Brown, every other day he Instagrams how the NFL is racist and wants to kill him and just madness. So no one can touch Antonio Brown. And at, at this juncture of the NFL season, if you could play, you would be in the league. So they just don't have any options. It's just part of the deal with all your best players getting hurt. You're just... The shitty part about injuries. You can just get screwed if it happens late in the season. Yeah, I would say speed. So any of the Alabama guys that can run. Ruggs, Waddle. Uh, there's a dude at Arizona State that's legit. Uh, the Colorado guys injured a little too much. Jefferson, the kid at LSU, is a baller. I'm sure Clemson has some dudes. Oklahoma, C.D. Lamb. Yeah, they just... I'd be a little surprised if my my guess on Howie is he signs a guy in free agency because they're they're going to uh, Nelson Aguilar is a free agent, Alshon Jeffrey's going to get cut, and Deshaun's going to get cut. So cutthroat world, you know. Hey John, two separate questions. First, big Niners fan, what do you think of the current state of the Niners after suffering so many injuries to the defense? The offense shows to be able to hang in shootouts. Do you think they're going to be finding themselves in more high-scoring games with their current state of the defense? Second, after watching the Monday night game, do you think the Eagles could make a move for Odell Beckham in the offseason with their current wide receivers? Yeah, I would say the next couple games, the Niners are going to need to score more points. George Kittle, Emmanuel Sanders, Debo Samuels, Jimmy, Mostert, Tevin Coleman, they've got to score. You know, these next the game against the Falcons this weekend and then the Rams, the game plan should be score 30-plus. Because it's it's hard to ask your defense. I mean, Nick Bosa is basically being asked to be Cleo Mack right now. I, I when I, I heard someone with the Jets, like, do you think the Jets could go after Odell Beckham this offseason? Well, are the Browns gonna just trade him for like a third round pick this offseason? Of course not. They're gonna if they are gonna trade him and he's gonna demand a trade, that's coming. Are they gonna trade him for a first round pick? Like is someone gonna offer them a first round pick? I, I haven't really thought long enough about it, but they got, they gave up pick 17 for him, which I thought was kind of crazy. I don't know if they'd get that back. He, you know, he's a year older. He's going to have off-season surgery, we think. He actually has been on relatively his best behavior. You know, Baker's looked like much bigger idiot than o- Odell, actually. He's been pretty quiet all season. The only dumb thing he's done is wore those, wore cleats or whatever in the visor where he has to be, take it off. But other than that, he's, you know, he's had a pretty, he's had a pretty good season for just staying kind of low-key and not not pissing people off. Even when he's not getting the ball, he hasn't really complained publicly, at least. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if, if he's available, trust me, a, a, a ton of teams. There would be a dozen teams immediately that would be highly interested and very aggressive to get him, for sure, because he's under contract. He's still an explosive player. You know, the defensive coaches on your staff would rave to the head coach about how hard he is to stop. I think there would be several teams interested. Appreciate everyone listening. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the Heisman Trophy Ceremony. And then, of course, the Sunday games. And uh, Christmas, Hanukkah, not too far away. So we'll uh, have to start celebrating the holidays up here on the show. Appreciate appreciate everyone listening. I really do making this show what it's become. And uh, we'll just keep it rolling. Thanks. See ya.
Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.